Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Que ondas, amigos? Welcome to Psychedelicast. My name is Clinton Cayley. I'm the host of this podcast. We talk about psychedelic stuff here. Thank you for joining us for this episode, an interview episode with Valtteri of Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary, where I had just uh, two or three days ago, three days ago, a very, very big experience with Bufo Medicine. Um, during this episode, we're going to hear an interview between myself and Valtteri, the facilitator, um, prior to my Bufo experience. And uh, it's a fascinating conversation. It's not too long. Um, and there's a little bit of background noise because we literally recorded it outside in a courtyard in the middle of this jungle sanctuary. It was too beautiful not to. Uh, there was really nowhere else to do it. So we did it. And uh, we're going to be having some episodes like that coming up, guys. Um, when it's time to record and it's an experience that I don't want to miss, we may have a little bit of a crossover there, like you may be hearing right now because they're doing construction outside of my Airbnb. So I apologize for that, guys, but I think the content will make up for the slight alteration in uh, quality. Beyond that, guys, I have something important to tell you about our Patreon. Our Patreon is live. We only have one tier. It's $3 a month. Um, I think it's very reasonable for what you're going to get. Um... This is the thing I really want to tell you guys, though, is that from now on, Psychedelicast, the free version that you know and love, is going to be coming, is going to be becoming a bi-weekly show. Every other week, you're still going to get your interview, your uh, the the interviews we do with these psychedelic figureheads and uh, speakers and authors and scientists and doctors and all these people who work in these fields that we interview, artists all that shit. You're going to keep getting your bi-weekly interview. From now on, though, all of our No Trip Sitter episodes, which are the episodes where I do a reading and an explanation of uh, a psychedelic experience of mine or of some other profound life experience or just some other bullshit that I wrote about. Um, if you guys like those, from now on, those are only going to be available under our, under our Patreon tier. It's $3 a month. But that's not all you're going to get, dude. You're not only going to get the No Trip Sitters. Um, man, this guy is really going to work out here. Sorry, guys. Um, so you're not only going to get the bi-weekly, once again, you're going to, you're going to get those bi-weekly no trip sitters. So if you become a Patreon patron, you're going to continue to get the full entire Psychedelicast show, uh, once a week as per the usual that you're used to. Uh, what else you're going to get is going to be access to an archive of fan inter interviews with fans of the shows concerning their psychedelic experiences and their stories and their trippy tales. You yourself, when you join the $3 tier, will become one of those members. I will set in, uh, I will set an interview scheduling with you. Uh, we'll do a Skype. We'll do a FaceTime. You'll tell your story. I'll ask you some questions. We'll get to know each other, and your episode will air in the Patreon space as well. So, Kind of a large change for the show, the format of the show, but I think it's the right thing to do. And we've acquired our very first Patreon patron, Ezekiel Cooper. Thank you so much. I'm actually about to run an interview with him momentarily um, for the very first 
patron-only trip report interview. I'm going to come up with a cool name for it. I haven't thought of it yet, but it's coming. Anyways, guys, that being said, my Bufo experience, that's going to be the next No Trip Sitter. That No Trip Sitter episode is only going to be available to Patreon patrons. And dude, you're not going to want to miss this one. It was one of the, if not the most important experiences of my life. And uh, if you want to hear about my experience with Bufo Medicine, you're going to have to become a Patreon uh, patron to have access to that. Beyond that, guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's do our little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, please go check out the Patreon page. $3 a month is all we're asking. You're going to get a ton of extra content. Check it out, guys. Thanks. Here at Psychedelicast, we are all about supporting and promoting people, projects, and products in the psychedelic arena. If you or someone you know has any project you would like to promote via the show, reach out to me at clintonkaylee at gmail.com or at Psychedelicast via social media. Thanks, guys. And by the way, folks, the Patreon page is www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. Psychedelicast is all of our social media tags. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with what's going on with the show. Uh, we like to create content there, share with you guys, interact with you guys. Follow us there and join in the discussion. Um, beyond that, super excited to launch fully the Patreon project. I hope you guys will be on board with that and engage with that. Uh, why don't we do psychedelic news before we do an interview? In psychedelic news today, we have an article coming to you from the Mercury News. That'll be mercurynews.com. The article is entitled, UC Berkeley to take part in resurgence of research in psychedelic drugs. This article was written by Bay City News and it was published on September 18th, 2020. The study of psychedelic drugs is seeing a resurgence and the University of California at Berkeley is going to take part, university officials said this week. The university has launched the UC Berkeley Center for the Science of Psychedelics, which also will educate the public about the research. Inaugural director of the center, Michael Silver, a neuroscientist, said there are three main reasons for studying psychedelics, one of which is they may help people suffering from a mental illness, which he likened to being in a rut in some cases. Psychedelics shake up the snow globe, Silver said. The drugs may be able to help give people a different perspective on their mental illness, such as major depression, which involves low self-esteem and low motivation. Alcohol and other substance abuse disorders may also be helped by psychedelics, which Silver likened to a different kind of rut, but a rut nonetheless. Secondly, psychedelics may be able to help us as humans gain a better understanding of the human mind and brain and a better understanding of ourselves. It's an extra tool that we can use to probe the mind and brain, Silver said. Thirdly, psychedelic drugs can allow people to have very powerful mystical and spiritual experiences. At UC Berkeley, those experiences will be compared with non-psychedelic experiences, allowing people to see themselves and their link to, quote, the world in a new and helpful way. Is something psychedelic medicines can do, UC Berkeley neuroscientist David Presti said in a statement. That's been appreciated by shamanic traditions for thousands of years, he said. An anonymous donor provided $1.25 million as seed money for the center. Co-founders of the center include Presti, psychologist Dasher Keltner, and journalism professor Michael Pollan. 
Part of the inspiration for the center was Pollen's 2018 book, How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics Teaches Us About Consciousness, Dying, Addiction, Depression, and Transcendence, according to university officials. Pollen explored psychedelics in the late Middle Age and agreed with Silver about the benefits of psychedelics for getting out of said rut. Psychedelics have a particular value later in life because that is when you are most stuck in your patterns, Pollen said in a statement. They give you the ability to shake them loose. Will psychedelics change the chemistry of the brain for people with a mental illness, which in some cases stems from chemical imbalances in the brain? There's really not a straightforward answer to that, Silver said. Drugs, including psychiatric medications, can definitely change thought, emotion, and behavior through their action in the brain. But activities such as exercise, meditation, and therapy can change brain chemistry and activity as well. The psychedelic experience is a combination of the chemical actions of the drug, the mental and emotional set of the person having the experience, and the external environment in which the experience takes place, he said. Experts at the center will come from the biological side of science as well as the psychological side, according to Silver. Research into psychedelics at UC Berkeley will complement research being done at Johns Hopkins University and Imperial College London. Researchers must be very careful as they work with people. We have to be very mindful of that, Silver said. Several agencies regulate research into psychedelics, including the DEA, the US FDA, a state agency, as well as the university themselves. And the researchers will be following these guidelines. First up at UC Berkeley will be research with psilocybin, the main psychoactive compound in magic mushrooms. So, uh, a very similar article, article to ones we've heard and read here before, but it's a new, or rather another giant in the world of academia, UC Berkeley being a massive uh, campus and a massive facility of higher learning. So uh, I never think it's a bad thing when these really powerful forces of academia step into the world of psychedelia. I think we're going to see good things come out of this. I hope that we will. You know, we're going to get some good, hard research uh, a la Johns Hopkins uh, program as well. So in my book, that's a good thing. That being said, let's get into our interview with Valtteri, the facilitator of my first and thus far only experience, powerful, powerful experience with uh, Bufo Alberius toad medicine. This interview took place prior to my experience and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that after the interview. Enjoy, guys. Valtteri at Buffalo Alvarius Retreat. Is that what they call this place? Retreat? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Buffalo Alvarius Sanctuary. We are in Tulum. So for listeners, you might hear the sounds of the street and people moving about. We're next to this little Palapa kitchen right here. So if you hear some background noise, just is what it is. Um, Valtteri, why don't you just, can you just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Tell me a little bit about you. Okay, yeah, um, so I'm originally from Finland, I'm 40 years old now. I've been here in Mexico most 
10 years. Wow. And yeah, six years ago it was when I found this medicine. Mm-hmm. I get a good healing for my anxiety and, and a slight depression that I had had like who knows how many years I can't even remember because mm-hmm. it's, it's a depression it's you sometimes you think you are okay but then you're down again so uh, but yeah from the very first moment I smoked this medicine I never came back to anxiety I, I felt complete and whole so really so the first time so the medicine we're discussing right now is uh, is the Bufo alvarius uh, secretion 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, 5-MeO-DMT, which is different than the more popular, popularly used NN-DMT. Um, so what led you to... How did you come about Bufo Alvarius? Were you tr- using other medicines? Were you... Did you just stumble upon it? I was like, like a truth seeker and I started to study like self-help materials mm-hmm. read many books and took programs and trying to get rid of the anxiety and i get into meditation and somewhere there in the internet i found someone talking about this substance that then i searched locally i was living in guadalajara mm-hmm. and there was a senior called uh, cesar de morey who had been already practicing it the years and organized like group sessions every now and then. Uh-huh. So that's where I get my first experience six years ago now. Six years ago, wow. So let's see here. Why don't we talk a little bit about 5-MeO-DMT itself and kind of maybe the effects and the difference if we could compare and contrast with NNDMT. Have you ever used NNDMT before? I have I have uh, done it ayahuasca also uh-huh. four times and I could say the difference is because it's drinking uh-huh, so sure. it goes by your digestion and it takes more time and it's not so sudden effect. It's not so complete also, you will stay aware of the space and time when uh-huh. you're on ayahuasca. But this UFO, when you smoke it, it takes you directly beyond your thinking mind, completely like another, another thing. Is it visually uh, active like in NDMT? No, actually that's the other difference, at least for me personally. I could say that I have, you can smoke the NNDMT, the plant-based. That has many names, the Pescovite, Changa. Uh-huh. And for me, it's mostly visual. I don't feel the exact same oneness and unity that I do feel with this. And that's Bufo. one of, that's one of the uh, things that I've heard said quite often is the sense of uni- unification or of oneness that's associated with 5-MeO-DMT that's... It can you can experience that on NNDMT, and I have experienced that in ayahuasca, which is also active with NNDMT. Um, but what is it about the five MEO or the bufo that can you speak? Can you just speak about the the aspect of the feeling of unification and oneness? Like, what does that mean? 
yeah, that's a billion dollar question, I think, what all the religions try to explain. They mm-hmm. probably, those prophets had had their own experiences with who knows what kind of substances. Mm-hmm. Because supposedly this 5-MeO DMT, it's all also found in, in some sacred trees there in, used to be sacred in, in the Egypt and mm-hmm. those times. Yeah, so, I've uh, heard that before. But, uh, what, so, it's not only 5-MeO-DMT that you're consuming, though. It's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, bufotene. multiple different chemicals in there. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, it's a cocktail of, yeah, of some other um, stuff, too. It, have you ever used pure 5-MeO-DMT or only bufo alvarius? No, I only bufo. Okay. I've done the hopo. It's a seed that you... Yeah. By the nose. And I've tried that as well. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the same. Ex- same, same. I didn't get a very full dose on that, though. I got a very small dose, and mm-hmm. I had, like, a like a sensation of being altered, and I had some, like, closed-eye visual, but nothing profound from it. I don't think I had enough, and it burned really bad. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the smoking is the only way to get the really, really complete breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, uh, If yeah. you inhale some seeds, I don't think you get complete breakthrough. Um, how many... How, and 5-MeO-DMT is quite a bit stronger than regular DMT. It doesn't take as much mm-hmm. by weight to achieve breakthrough, where, like, maybe a breakthrough dose for... And then DMT would be maybe, what, 50, 60, 70 gra- milligrams? It's in that range we talk about. And then I've heard that for 5-MeO-DMT, it's only like 10, 15 milligrams. Mm. Anyway, the thing is that you can't really get overdose, so, so I don't you worry don't really about, worry about that, that, yeah. putting a little extra. How many... Yeah, right. <laughs> uh... How, how did you become a facilitator or a, uh, how did you become to work with other people and, and administer mm-hmm. and offer this medicine? Yeah, well, I started from my friends. I wanted to share it from the very first moment I, I experienced it. I knew that this is amazing thing. It should be shared and everyone should try this. And so that was the most incentive for me to just share it. And... Yeah, currently I have more than one year here in Tulum, serving it to pretty much every day. We do the ceremonies in the morning, and this first operating year, I had around 500 clients already. Oh, wow. How many people would you you think that you've served it to in total? It's around that amount, because I had only done it like 10 other people before. Oh, okay. Just friends and... What does the ceremony typically look like? Yeah, we enter in the teepee, the Native American kind of teepee uh-huh. that uh, I put music and smoke some copal and we say a prayer when we enter. There, It's an individual session. I put one hour with each client but uh, and a companion can be join, joining the teepee. Mm-hmm and 
but it's one first and then another so to give the full attention because it's also common that people start moving around and I might need to intervene sure to give the full attention and security we do it one after another yeah yeah um what do people commonly report after afterwards well yeah in the regardless of how different the during the first 15 minutes might be the common thing is with everyone is that they they feel at peace and they feel the gratitude um do people report having difficult experiences well the most common thing is that they enter with a lot of fear and for that reason they don't inhale it like full fully mm -hmm. the 10 seconds inhale i advise them to do mm -hmm. and they don't go get the breakthrough experience so they stay in their thinking mind that might cause them a little panicking and yeah that's why it's it's kind of important to have the proper inhale and full dose so you get through that thinking mind panicking there and then when you are coming back it's dissolving after 15 minutes that you're already at peace and you have no fear or that's the most comfortable way of doing it really so you have to get that breakthrough dose that's what terence mckinnon always said don't uh, don't diddle the dose something along those lines or double the, when in doubt double the dose <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's always the best advice in all cases but uh with DMT, for sure, I think it is because it's a natural neurotransmitter of human brain, so mm -hmm. that's why it's super safe. I wouldn't advise the super dosing with psilocybin or, or marijuana or whatever mm -hmm. other. Um, so you've tried other? Have you tried any other medicines like maybe peyote, San Pedro? I had done pretty much all those when I get into the medicines. I wanted to try everything. Mm -hmm. I done peyote in the mountains. I've done mushrooms and uh, San Pedro also. So you knew. I bought a little dose. I haven't had the full full dose that they say they you can take it like a forty eight hours trip with the iboga. Yeah questionable yeah I <laughs> tried that one yeah I've had some long trips on LSD before but 48 hours that's a little bit whew. but um, so it was like you had tried these other medicines and when you found Bufo you just knew like mm. it's already six years so I'm not quite sure which was the order of, I think ayahuasca uh -huh. I did first before Bufo uh -huh. And it already was a good, good healing, but the bufo was still more, more, like, uh, more profound for me. In only such a short amount of time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen those healings here in 15 minutes healed the traumas for 40 years. Wow. Daily problem for many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has had the help here in 15 minutes, so it's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, how did you end up here in Mexico from where you... Yeah, um, it was about 10 years ago when I 
was working. I'm an engineer from my education. I mm-hmm. was uh, working in ICT business as a consultant in Finland. And it was the financial crisis of the 2009, which I got offered to take a half pay and three months vacation. So I took that offer mm-hmm. gladly and I wanted to see Latin America and Mexico was the logical first choice. I had been in Cuba, but, but it's not a place where my kind of, I consider myself entrepreneur totally. So it's my not my place to be in Cuba at least. Okay. But in Mexico, I really loved it and uh, I stayed. Yeah? Yeah. Have you been further south? Have you been into... Uh... I can only visit it in Colombia and uh, oh, okay. Guatemala, Belize. So you just came down for three months and then decided yep. to stick around. It became a year. I've been back and forth every year for a vacation in Finland. But oh, okay. But this is what I consider my home now. Uh-huh. I really like it here too. I've been here for two weeks. Last time I was here was uh, I was a child, so I haven't. This is the first time I was. I've been here as an adult, and mm. I really like it. The people are great. It's completely different from America. Mm. You've been in yeah. America before? I lived there also one year in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never been to L.A. Yeah. It's, uh, it's better here. Yeah. For me, at least. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. normal. All the Mexicans wants to go abroad, but for all the foreigners who end up in Mexico, they, they love it and they want to stay here. Yeah, I've, I've made some friends and they're like, you should move down here. And I'm like... It's not out of the realm of possibility. I would consider it because it's beautiful and the people are great and I mean everything's pretty much great here. <laughs> um, so if you were to give advice to somebody, say for instance me, because I've never experienced this medicine, I've experienced other medicines. What's a what? What would you say to a first time? Yeah, well, it's a normal, you're a little bit nervous, it's a fear of unknown, but you just need to get over the fear, find someone who you can trust fully, Mm -hmm. uh, with sufficient experience on these Mm -hmm. matters, and and try it, you won't regret, Yeah, you can, and you can find some scary stuff in internet, some that looks scary, because some people scream during the trip, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's a very different between people who try it. I mean, uh, it depends on what you carry in your subconscious mind. I guess it's it's some trauma that is getting processed there, and it appears sometimes as screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen those videos. I have a friend who who did it and she videoed her experience and she was screaming Mm -hmm. and rolling and tumbling around don't do it alone at home no she was in a she was in a ceremony and uh yeah it looked i mean to the someone who doesn't understand or doesn't know it looks scary for sure but to someone who knows I, i could i could see that she was just working out this yeah. whatever it was she needed to work out you know absolutely yeah but everyone it, is happy in the end that's yeah, the common yeah. theme 
And in the end, you know, she's, she credits it as being her, uh, the biggest life-changing experience mm -hmm. she's ever had. Yeah, yeah. The more you scream, the more healing I think you're getting. Yeah. And the women, for women, it's more common that they cry than the screaming. Screaming is more common for guys for some reason, I don't know. Really? But that's really a big difference there. Huh. Girls tend to cry and guys tend to scream. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never screamed on, in medicine ceremony. I've cried a lot. <laughs> During ayahuasca, I cried a lot. Um, are there any dangers involved in this medicine? Well, if you are on certain antidepressants that could cause a problem in your brain. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, and, yeah, under correct supervision like uh, it's not dangerous at all the medicine itself doesn't kill anyone because it's already in your brain and mm -hmm. you cannot get really too much of it what could happen if you vomit that's why you do it without eating yeah we also we do it here in the mornings always for that reason also that so that uh, so then say I should have my meal last meal tonight and not eat yep. be fasted in the morning that's right and the more important time preparation really is that couple days after the therapy because it's like a reborn you your ego dissolves and you have the opportunity to to kind of build up again your uh -huh. integrate to the reality and it's not advisable to go straight back into the old routines and sure. habits. Take yourself time, uh -huh. give yourself time, and book a couple days. It's uh, This thing is maybe only once in a lifetime you need to do it, and yeah. it's worth it. Um, I've also heard that, it, that Bufo is kind of notorious for triggering, like re-triggering later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's common that even two weeks after you might, uh, when you're falling asleep, your third eye kind of activates again. And, and also it's when you start meditating after the, this experience, it's much easier to get in that meditative state. Interesting. So, and when you're getting into sleep, it's when the third eye activates, and, and you can you can uh, feel maybe a little anxious if you don't know that it's normal. You might. That's why a lot of people text me later that what's happening is this normal, and I just convince them that it's normal and it's enjoy it because it's uh, you don't. There's nothing to be afraid of feeling this connection later. Yeah. Some moments. Um. What about the Bufo alvarius toad itself? Are they, are they, uh, do they, do they live here? Is this their no, natural habitat? No, it lives only in the Sonoran State and Arizona and Colorado parts of it. Okay. It's a free toad that it's catched and extracted the medicine as a liquid, uh -huh. and then it's freed out the toad, uh -huh. so it's it's not being hurt. As, at the moment, there is really no any kind of indication that it's it's going extinct or anything like. There are good amounts of populations. Okay. So, but of course, if this goes 
fully mainstream global trend yeah. then it might become an issue so then they, you'd it's, have it's to good to have a find a respect for and, and make sure where your medicine is coming from uh-huh. it would be good to maybe have some sort of sustainable breeding program or something like that it would help build the population if it were to get so big like say for instance with peyote peyote is becoming more and more rare because of its popularity and it's being over harvested and it's illegal in most I mean in the US to grow obviously mm. and it's so slow growing yeah but I imagine that frogs reproduce pretty quickly and uh, yeah that's <laughs> my idea too currently there's no danger uh-huh um, and I believe in like a personal relation. I know the people who pr- uh, bring me the medicine and I know uh-huh. their practices and it's the only way. I wouldn't like to buy it uh, without knowing. Sure, sure. So they only, so they they're only native to. Sonora in northern Mexico. Oh, northern Mexico. And Arizona, and Colorado. Desert areas of yeah. like Elf This species, Bufo alvarius. Uh-huh. It's very special of hundreds of different species of toad. And only this one is the, has this 5-MeO DMT. Really? No other? That's what, what, is what it? I understood, yeah. What about com- uh, Cambo? Combo? Um, yeah, I've tried it too. It's very different. It's uh, not so psychoactive at all. It's To me, it's more physical reaction made you vomit and, and that's it it detoxifies you uh-huh. uh, ow whatever that was just stung me mm. <laughs> so another thing totally different yeah yeah and I, I was always I've always wondered about because I want to try ca- combo for the physical cleansing aspect mm-hmm. but I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was psychoactive or not not really uh, it's really does it just cause you to become just cause you to purge yeah and it works like as a vaccine it if they for the vaccines i don't know but like they're supposed to to keep you healthy and avoid the infections so okay. this combo is the same thing it, it's like preventive yeah yeah keeps you it's a good time to, it's a good time to have that uh have access to that i guess yeah in this time of covid yeah, I, I I hope to to uh, experience combo during my trip as well. As I move move further south and I get into South America, maybe. Yeah, we also organize some times here, but we want to get together like three three people to to make it the yeah sure the ceremony. Do you guys combo. do any other uh, medicine ceremonies be- besides those two? Ayahuasca no, or anything? No, we haven't done anything else as of now. Because I think this Pufo toad medicine is pretty complete. Yeah. I, when I tried it, I never really turned back to other yeah. medicines. How many times have you have you used I've it? Done it ten times. Ten times? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard other facilitators say that before. Uh, my pay, the the roadman who administered our my peyote experience, he was like, "I know you guys drink ayahuasca here and this and that and the third, But he's like, 
I feel like peyote is enough medicine for a lifetime. It just, you know, it, there's so many med there's so many lessons in this one medicine. So, well, I am excited. I have to admit, I'm nervous, but that's natural. I'm always nervous, but I feel pretty at peace about it. I think, as much as can be expected. I think it's just kind of getting there and actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the samadhi starts with the leap to unknown. It's, you need to yeah. have the courage to take the leap. Uh -huh. And trust, and you know. you will know the truth. Yeah. And I've heard that from everybody. I mean, everybody who's, who's, who I know that's tried it is like, it's the ultimate. Yeah. You can read all the books and listen to all the gurus and still get confused. What's the yeah. life about? What's sure. the God? What's the great spirit? <coughs> like having a own experience, at least for me, this is the best yeah. way and the only way. Sure, sure. Of spirituality. Yeah, the, the lived experience. Yeah, I was super skeptic as an engineer. Sure. Just six years back and probably that's why I, I was anxious because I believed in myself only and my ego. I thought I was uh, good and I thought that self-love, but it was just big ego. I was thinking I'm superior, but at the same time I wasn't happy. So I really didn't love myself. It's another thing really. And the love is, in general, super misunderstood because interpersonal love also, if you want someone too much, you think you love her, mm -hmm. but, but it's not wanting or getting, it's giving, loving is giving, being, being loved. It's yeah, it's a big concept, and you feel like Bufo helped you understand that? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I kind of, I've kind of had glimpses of that before, on, uh, particularly on ayahuasca, where it was like, it was showing me like all these painful moments, these like painful memories, and these things that I didn't like about myself, like these negative ideas that I had about myself. And it's like, you don't get it. This is all symptoms of the fact that you're not, you don't love yourself. Like you're not, and you don't even understand how to mm -hmm. love yourself. You know. And uh, it showed me that, and it's like, just like no, just coming to that realization and being like, oh, all this is built on this foundation of, you know, this this fucked up foundation, basically, mm -hmm. of not really knowing how to love yourself and not knowing how to forgive yourself and accept yourself. And uh, it's not like you just drink ayahuasca and then it's fixed. Are you wait? Are you waiting for your food or what? Mm, no. <laughs> Still okay to if we have things to touch. What else would you like to touch on? Um, maybe just invite all the people who wants to experience this. Absolutely. To Tulum. Yeah. It's legal here. Oh, it is. It's unregulated. Yeah. I guess. So. Um, and we have all the facilities here of a hotel yeah 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 it's beautiful the grounds here are absolutely beautiful i was taking a video i was going to show my family with outdoor pool and we are super accessible close by if you want to combine your trip with uh, 
Absolutely. beach vacation, you can experience the Pufo here and bike to the beach in 10 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful grounds here. There's a, there's a restaurant on site. There is um, a pool. There's a gym, like literally a jungle gym. And it's just gorgeous. It's kind of tucked away in a jungly area. It's kind of a modern aesthetic, a lot of geometry and beautiful grounds. So yeah, here in Tulum, Mexico, we are at uh, Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary. Um, you take the plane to Cancun and it's an hour and a half drive down. Yeah, yeah. And I've straight been... road and rental car is the best option. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've, I, I've been moving, taking the ADO buses and vans. That's good too. And uh, it's cheap and it's, you know, as long as your scheduling works out, it, I haven't had a problem yet. They're kind of crowded though, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's beautiful here. So um, if anybody listening would like to have a Bufo experience, I guess I'll let you know on the next episode how mine went <laughs> for sure. But uh, this seems like the perfect place to have it I'm, I'm excited i'm nervous i'm looking forward to it and uh that's about all i had to say anything you'd like to say to close that's it welcome to mexico tulum thank you so much thank you so much okay listeners thanks thank you guys for joining us this week i'll be back uh, with you in the future and uh let you know how it went we love you guys y'all take care and there you have it folks our introductory interview with Valtteri of Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary located in Tulum, Mexico. I'm going to be promoting this episode with all of his social media links and making sure that you have links to access that, um, to access information about Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary. For what it cost me to get to Cancun, to get from Cancun to Tulum, to stay at Bufo Alvarius, and to have the actual Bufo Alvarius session cost me probably half of what it would cost me to undergo Bufo in a ceremony in the U.S. In total, I'm talking plane flight, I'm talking bus ticket, I'm talking lodging, and I'm talking the experience. So they're offering a very, very powerful medicine at a very reasonable price here in Tulum at Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary. The facility is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I cannot say enough about the people there. Valtteri himself, uh, he helped me through a very, very difficult morning. I had a lot of fear the next day after this. I know I sound calm and ready in this uh, interview, but uh, the reality of what I was about to undergo hit me hard the next morning. And I really, really struggled to go through with this experience and I nearly backed out. All of that and much more will be covered in the next No Trip Sitter episode, which will be releasing on its regular release date next week, one week from the release of this episode. However, as I stated in the beginning of the episode, that No Trip Sitter episode uh, concerning my first Bufo Alvarius and one of the strongest, most important, if not the most important experiences of my life. Certainly one of the most important psychedelic experiences. Uh, you don't want to miss that episode, guys. This has been one of the game changers uh, thus far. And I'm still sitting with it and still working it out because it's a massive experience. Uh, it really did not disappoint. It lived up to all the hype in my, in my opinion. It was just, it was just 
unbelievable experience with love and light and beauty and eternity and infinity. But all that's covered in the next No Trip Sitter episode, available only to Patreon patrons. Go over to Patreon. We should be at Psychedelicast, www.patreon.com slash Psychedelicast. It's three bucks. You get to come on the show, tell your trippy tale. I just recorded our first one with my boy Ezekiel Cooper. It's in the books. It's going to go up sometime soon, within the next week or two. Um, So not only are you going to continue to get my No Trip Sitters, uh, but you're going to start getting other fans of the show's trippy tales and stories. And Ezekiel Cooper, the gentleman who I spoke with, who's going to be going up as our inaugural episode, has a very powerful story. I talked to him for a long time. His journey with plant medicines has been lifelong. It's been beautiful. And to hear him tell it in his own words is a powerful experience in and of itself and a great testament to the healing potential of these plants and compounds. So thank you to uh, Ezekiel for doing that with me, becoming our first Patreon patron. And uh, I encourage the rest of you guys to do so if you want to continue to get weekly content and if you would like to come on the show and tell your own trippy story. Join us on Patreon. Thanks, guys. Beyond that, follow us at the socials. We fucking love you guys. Thank you for staying, for sticking with us, kicking it with us. I hope you enjoyed this interview with uh, Valtteri of Bufo Alvarius Sanctuary. Let's leave you with a quote and get on out of here. And we have a very fitting quote today, uh, albeit from a somewhat odd source. Uh, one of the greatest heavyweight boxing champions of all time, Mike Tyson right here, just to contextualize this quote a little bit. He's discussing his uh, experience with 5-MeO-DMT or the uh, secretion of the Bufo alvarius toad. I won't say it is God, but it was the death of my ego. I felt so naked and afraid because all I ever had was my ego, and that made me a very special and famous person. Thank you, Psychedelicasters. We appreciate you for joining us here on another episode of the show. We love you as always. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, busy life, and busy schedule to spend with us in the attempt to pry open the third eye. Take care of yourselves.